It's hard to stay focused on what's important with the day-to-day of managing a family, working a full-time job, managing relationships. I mean, like life is just exhausting and it's hard to stay in front of the fires that are constantly popping up. So today we're going to go through some personal tricks and tips that we've been able to use in order to stay focused in our business and our personal lives. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, Smarter Vets, this is Tom Seco and CJ Burnett. We're financial advisors that work with veterinarians, practice owners in the veterinary community across the U.S., owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and the host of this podcast, the Smarter Vet Financial Podcast. Our mission is to reduce financial stress from the veterinary community by providing them the next step in their plan. Make sure to check out all of our other great resources available on our website, such as complimentary financial race CEs, assessments, videos, articles. You can find them all by visiting our website at flvetadvisors.com. If you're finding this podcast to be helpful, make sure to rate and review us on Apple or Spotify. If not, give us a rating on Facebook and follow us on there, the Smarter Vet Podcast, as well as Florida Veterinary Advisors Facebook page. So CJ and I, we thought we would give you a little bit more behind the scenes type thing. Uh, we, we decided to change it up a little bit this year and add a little bit more variety and of just not just boring financial topics. Well, I hope you all don't think they're boring financial topics. I mean... Uh, they, yeah. Well, if they're listening, hopefully they are, they are actually exciting to them. Yeah. I mean, we, we constantly keep hearing that, you know, they, people love and enjoy what we do talk about and we tend to make it a little bit more fun and easier to understand. And, you know, today we, we wanted to pivot a little bit to just like really dive into like, how do we stay focused in our whole life and business and everything that's going on? Because, you know, if you really got to see everything that happens on a day-to-day basis, um, I'm pretty dizzy myself. I think CJ, we all probably walks away dizzy drunk all the time too, because there's just so I, much uh, going on. <laughs> well, that's why. Uh, what's well, we 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 actually in the in our business, uh, probably a lot of you already probably know this, but we actually call it work drunk. Like whenever you're work drunk, you're so you're just so intoxicated with work, you actually can't see straight. <laughs> like it's you're done. You're, you've been done for like three hours, but you're still working. I mean, veterinarians know a little bit about that. I think right. Like so. Yeah. Your, your body is just so used to doing what it's doing. You're just kind of like, where am I right now? <laughs> <laughs> and you're just focused on like the next one thing that you have to do. Uh, yeah. And you're not even really sure how long you have to actually get it done. You're just like, I just got to get it done. But I think I think it's funny, though, because uh, Tom, I mean, I, I, you, you and I don't really feel like we're that productive. But then we have, we, we, you know, we have a, a business coach. We have people like I even have a therapist that I go to, you know, uh, full disclosure, right? A confession's good for the soul, bad, bad for the reputation sometimes, but I don't care. Um, you know, like the, the, there are people in our lives that tell us that we're actually fairly efficient, that we mm-hmm. actually were our, our, our consultant actually just decreased their fee because he's like, look, you guys are so easy to work with. Like, I, I tell you what to get done, you get it done. And, and we're like, oh, oh, okay. I mean, I thought that's what we're <laughs> supposed to do. But, uh, you know, apparently implementing is, I mean, we all know this planning is 10% of everything. And then the actual implementation is like 90%, right? Because you can mm-hmm. know something, but if you don't do anything with it, it doesn't really go anywhere. So, you know, if our consultant tells, tells us this, it's like, oh, okay, well, may, maybe, maybe we have something to, to share in the form of how do we keep focused in, in, in the whirlwind of every day? 
Right. Our, our lives get so caught up. It seems it's like, I mean, even since I've had a, had a, a daughter not too long ago, she's just turned turning 15 months as we're recording this. And, uh, you know, our morning routines tend to just be like this whirlwind. We get started, we're running and gunning and then kids get thrown into the mix of it. And, you know, we're rushing to work. I know for everyone who is listening to this, you're probably rushing to work at seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning, having to get to the veterinary hospital, uh, trying to figure out what to have for dinner. Oh my gosh. It's like, that's the worst. Like because oh. by the time dinner comes around, you've already made like 3000 decisions. Mm-hmm. So you're like, it, you just, the last thing you want to do is make another decision. And I think that's like, that's why it's so easy to eat out. Cause you just look at a menu and you just pick something. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always hate the question when my wife sits here and literally looks me in my eyes and says, what do you want for dinner? <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. What do you want? She's like, it kind of, it turned into like a notebook episode where it's like, what do you want? Like, what, what do you want? Do you- <laughs> well, I, I think, I, th- I think everyone's experienced that multiple times a week for their entire right. marital lives. So it's probably why it, it, it hits home for a lot of us. But I think obviously like our attention gets pulled in so many different directions and keeping ourselves refocused all the time is is difficult. It's tough. It was actually an article that somebody sent us recently, and one of it said something like fifteen things that successful people do, and one of them was predict the future. But it didn't mean literally predict the future. It meant they predict how they themselves will sabotage themselves, and then they put boundaries in those areas in order to block themselves from from sabotaging themselves. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's like literally like, I feel like my entire career has been spent figuring out like how, not only just for clients, but also for myself, like how do I anticipate myself sabotaging my plan? And then how do I create systems or boundaries in order to ensure that that doesn't happen? Right. And there's a lot of different things that, you know, I, I know I use in my daily life and I think CJ does as well, where, there's certain phrases or mantras that you can follow right off the bat. This can help you kind of pull you back to what's important and the things that really matter the most to you. And I know one thing that I've always used for a while, like a phrase or just a mantra is be present because it's very easy to get caught up when there is the whirlwind of life and things are just happening. Like how do you make sure that you're pulling yourself back? You're making sure you're able to get yourself refocused uh, there could be phrases, there's mantras. I mean, if you don't have one, it's, maybe you should could probably consider one or maybe some, uh, you know, words or affirmations that you like to use. Like if you're going into the day and it's a tough one and like you're, you're trying to figure out like, how do I manage this and get myself back and grounded again? How are you getting yourself reorganized, getting your thoughts kind of clear again and making sure you're focusing on the things that are really incredibly important to you? Because as the, the day goes by, you know, this whirlwind can pull us in so many different directions. And then (laughs) I I just keep thinking of like a storm, all of a sudden a tornado comes through and it picks things up and throws it around. And how are you keeping yourself attached to the ground? We just did a class with a few other advisors and there's a scripture that I always go to that literally brings me back every time. And, and it's the most uncommon. I, I, I don't think anyone ever uses this scripture. Like, I don't think I, like if you're, if you're somebody who goes to church, you probably haven't heard this one too much, if at all, but Ephesians 2.10 and Ephesians 2.10, for whatever reason, there's like multiple parts of that scripture that just really hits home. And it brings me back to like, okay, I don't have to do all this on my own. It's already kind of figured out in advance. Like, you know, whenever I'm overwhelmed, I can go to that scripture. Just like Tom says, is there a phrase? Is there a mantra? Is there something that you can you can attach to that at least if you have to get into, you know, you got to excuse yourself to the restroom and just take a minute for yourself to just 
really focus and, and center your mind around something that is solid uh, mm -hmm. in order to bring yourself down back to earth because all of us get overwhelmed, especially at work, prob probably multiple times a day. And so, you know, finding those words or affirmations or something that you can, that you can kind of fall back on, I think is important. We previously in other episodes, I know we've talked about implementing themes, right? We've talked about that in our, in our business, right? Cause every year, each one of us picks a, a theme to focus on. And I know that we shared ours this year. Mm -hmm. One of our earlier episodes, we talked about it, but when you said being present, Mm -hmm. I mean that like, so mine is lean in this year. And that was kind of like lean in is like that idea of like, whatever I'm doing right now, I'm leaning in, I'm being fully present in whatever mm -hmm. I'm doing right now. Right. And that's, right. that's been helpful for me to be present. Cause I I'm very not present most of the time. I'm always <laughs> thinking about the next thing. Yeah. Who isn't right. I mean, my, mine this year is adapt. Cause I constantly feel like there's this things that my, my life, I'm very, I don't know, I'm sure some of you can identify with it. It's like you, you're going in one direction and when something else gets thrown into the cog, um, into the wheel, it's like, it completely throws you off and then your entire momentum is, is messed up. So I'm trying to be more adaptive to the circumstances, everything that's out there. But it's, it's funny because every year that we pick these themes, it mm -hmm. seems like for whatever reason, and I'm sure it's just like happenstance, like completely random. But like, if there's ever a year that you've had to adapt, it's been mm -hmm. this year. Like most people listening don't know everything that's going on that you've had this year. Mm -hmm. uh, same here, right? We, I mean, we're not putting all that on the internet, but like if there's ever a year that you've had to adapt, I think it's this one. <laughs> yeah. This one has been, and, and if there's ever a year that I've needed to be more present for me, mm -hmm. more to really lean into my time with God, to lean in my prayer time, to lean into the Bible, to lean into the work, to lean into clients, to lean into my marriage, to lean into my parenting, like to really be present in all aspects of life. I mean, if there's ever a year that I've needed to do that, it's been this year. So it's kind of cool how yeah. even themes can sometimes somehow Ooh. help us through a lot of the stuff that ends up happening. What, what that's really even just confirming for us too. I think we really nailed it with our themes this year. So we managed to... <laughs> You know, we pick it in December, November, December, and then all of a sudden it's like, I mean, it, it seemed very fitting and it's actually really cool to see that because I know some of my past ones were like joy and simplicity, making things simpler. So there's a lot of cool different things you can grab and start using and you make it part of something that you repeat over and over and over. And, and especially like not even with just CJ and I, like our team, because of all the, the work and the effort that we're doing within the veterinary community, like we're growing leaps and bounds. Like it's, there's so much going on and staying on the same page together. Uh, it's so important and it's very easy for us to veer off and get kind of distracted. And, and the biggest thing that we're always trying to do is how do we keep each other accountable uh, and, and in a good way? Because at times like it can be very easy as life is happening, as work is happening, we can tend to not be present for each other. We can also sit here and, you know, kind of I don't know, not to say bring each other down, but we cannot be as present with the people that we are around. And sometimes we do mess up and things happen and, you know, we're all growing together and there's a certain amount of grace and forgiveness that we need to bring to the table when, when this stuff is happening. Like we have to be willing to step back and can we accept what's happened and then refocus our mind again and say, okay, what was the outcome? What did we want? And you know, from all of this, I mean, CJ, like we, we spent, we've been spending some time with our, our, our coach recently, and we've talked about implementing some traits for our team, which I think has been pretty amazing. What do you think? Well, to go back to kind of what you're, what you're talking about with accountability, because accountability is a scary word. 
and accountability can sometimes sound not fun. What I think has been always a principle that we've worked through the last, I don't know how many, the last decade that we've been working together. There's a combination of two things that I find to make the most effective accountability. The first one is truth and the second one is love. Because all truth and no love is just cold, hard facts. And it's, it's awful, right? Like that's what most people I think think of accountability. It's almost like, oh, I'm going to get, you know, I'm gonna get the hammer and I'm not, you know, there's not like someone's, someone's going to hold me accountable to something, but then there's no love behind it. But then like all love without truth to a certain degree is effectively not really holding anyone accountable. And it, and it does the opposite. It's almost like enabling. And so like, there's this combination of truth and love that whenever we go to each other that I've noticed is like, there's always this like, Hey, I love you, right? Like I, I'm not about to, I'm about to tell you something that's hard, but like know that I'm coming from a place that I care. And I think that as long as people are doing that, as long as there's a certain uh, a mixture of truth and love, when they keep, when they hold each other accountable, then it's going to work out. And I, I think, I think a lot of people get that mixture wrong. It's either too, too one-sided uh, towards the truth or to the love. And it's not really a good mix. You talk about the traits, right? with our consultant, right? Where we're, we're talking with him and he says, you know, what, what are some things, some principles, some things that you guys live by that you want the whole team to effectively adopt and through some brain wrestling and idea throwing at, at each well, other. I mean, what's pretty fascinating too. Some of these things just all of a sudden just pop into our head and then some of them were a little bit like, I don't know. And yeah, I think it's fascinating though, how there was an acumen and I will give credit to CJ on this one. It's called opera. <laughs> yeah. Opera. So. Like that, which is funny. You wouldn't think opera has anything to do with finance, but apparently, uh, well, we, we, we figured it out. <laughs> yeah. But it's an acronym, right? Yep. So the first one is take ownership. Ownership is the O, right? Yeah. So like, Every, everything that we do as a team, we want everyone to jump on. If it's if you're taking the lead on it, like you are taking full ownership and you're going to see it through through and through. You're going to do the best that you possibly can. And if you hit into stumbles and you need to pass it to someone else, now it's their term. So, um, so ownership is very big when it comes to our team. And it's, you know, even if you mess up again, going back, like we have some grace to it. Like, uh, but then it's the same, we, we want to be proactive, which is the P, like be proactive. So like in everything that we do, it's like, hey, don't just sit around and wait. Like, don't sit on your hands. Like, let's get up. Let's do something. Let's make something of it. And even if you mess up, it's okay. It makes me think of like when I coach soccer, like when I was coaching soccer, when my daughter was like, uh, I would say before 10, I, I would always have to tell them anticipate. They oftentimes just weren't in the game enough. Like they're too <laughs> young. They don't really, you know, like anticipate where the ball is going, like be proactive. Like you got to kind of find out like what, like you see where that ball is going and try to anticipate where it's going to go. And I think that's, that's a huge principle of ours, especially being in the financial planning arena. I mean, hello, anticipate mm-hmm. like you, like if, if advisors don't anticipate, that's a problem. Like well, you, you're, of- a lot of times it's very easy too for us to just be very reactive to the things that are happening in our life. And, you know, when we are reacting, it's whatever the outcome is, the outcome is going to be. So you can have a little bit more control over what the outcome is going to be if you're being more proactive, like you're trying to take the lead. And I think it's awesome when we can all install that. And then, you know, the next thing here is we talk about being early. So it's like everything that we do, instead of showing up like on time or showing up a little late for things, like you're always there, even if it's a minute or two early. Like make sure that you're there, you're present, everything else. Right. And then uh, the R is 
get results. We got to get results. We need results. You can't just always be doing something and not really focusing on what, what are the results of what you're doing? Are they the results that you want? Or are you just getting results that have nothing to do with anything that you're actually trying to accomplish? Cause I, I know that I'm, I'm guilty of going through a whole day, looking at the results of my day and going, Oh, those three things that I had to get done, didn't get done. Right. I got results, but I got results in like the wrong way. Well, and maybe are you guilty of doing the easy things and not doing the hard things, which are the ones that are actually the ones that you should be focusing on. They get results. And yeah, guilty. This, this last, this last one's actually very big too for us is aggressively communicate because yeah. communication, like we can't read people's minds. <laughs> and when we say aggressively communicate, well, we, we don't mean communicate aggressively. That's different. Okay. Like I think the placement of those words, I'm, 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 I think, I mean, I'm sure people understand that to a certain degree. I mean, I, I mean, I just, every time I think of aggressively communicate, sometimes word, the, the thing word that, fight. Yeah. Like the thing that comes to my mind is like, you're like, Tom, you know, like I, I think I'm just, I'm always yelling at you, like aggressively communicate, but um, it just means, it just means communicate often, communicate as much as you can, like over communicate if you have to, like tell, tell and people don't, more than you think you need to. Well, and don't assume things either. Like don't right. assume that people understand what's on your mind or if there's things you have done, like you got to let them know. Like, I mean, even with our clients, it's a certain part. We don't want people to feel like they're being left out of the equation. So yeah, so that's opera. The ownership, proactive, early, results, aggressively communicate. When you look at your finances, how organized and focused are you? Do you tend to react within your decision making? Since most of you aren't financial advisors like us, the easiest thing you can do is react and respond without knowing the impact on your whole financial life. We created a brief quiz that is meant to give you a better understanding about how much you truly know about your finances. This quick, no-cost, 10-question quiz will dive into all the areas of your finances, not just investing. You can find a link to this quiz in the description of this podcast. So go go back to kind of what we talked about, a little bit about faith. Does faith play a, a role in your day? What are you doing from a self-care perspective? I know Tom and I spend a significant amount of time trying to plan out our calendars. What days are we going to have off? What days are we going to take off early? What do you do for that, like, to create breaks in your day. Do you even do that? Sometimes you don't have the ability to. Sometimes you're a business owner and you got to like you got to kind of work throughout the entire day into the into the evening sometimes and and so that but you can only do that for so long. Right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes maybe you need a day break. Maybe instead of small breaks in your day, you need to have a whole day off. Like instead of a 2-day weekend, you need a 3-day weekend. And I know that scares people sometimes. Like I think a lot of people get really worried about like what could happen if they take too much time off or what would happen if they create, they have too much of a break in their life. But I, I don't think, and I think this goes back to a couple of mentors that we've had in the business for, for who have been in the business for 20 plus years where they take, they take ridiculous amounts of time off, but they're incredibly productive. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, when they work they're they work and they work hard and they get things done. But then at the end of the day, money's not everything. At the end of the like, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, might it might be because of the inability to see like you like you're not really focused on the right things in your finances. It might be that uh, you're you know, especially if you're working paycheck to paycheck, and you're if you're working six six seven days a week and you're living paycheck to paycheck, it might be something to reexamine, like either how how your how much your lifestyle costs you. 
or whatever else is going on to really see and, and diagnose like where, where are things going wrong? Like, do you have an, do you, are your expenses too high or is your income too low? Like, what is the, cause like some people think, Oh, uh, I need to cut back on my expenses. And sometimes that's true, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, they need more income. They need to, fo- they need to maybe figure out how, how do I get more income? And it's not, their expenses are not the issue. Their income is the issue. Well, and something that you can also look in with this as well, if you're trying to do self-care or trying to find a way to stay focused, you're looking for a little bit more accountability, you know, sometimes it's very easy for us to get into our heads and we can easily start talking ourselves out of things. We can keep repeating behaviors and habits that we don't want to keep recreating. And I will tell you, even from a business side of things with CJ and I, since we've had our business coach, our, our business coach has really helped us just not spend too much time dwelling on things aren't really that important, helping us refocus, keep ourselves accountable. And something that I think that's just really helped me and I think has helped our team as a whole is that we started creating a list of priorities for everyone's role. Like there's like a list of things. So like, even if you aren't working within a business like we are, let's say you're just an associate and I don't mean just an associate, but you are an associate for a practice, you're an employee. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, there's a list of things that are important that you want to make sure that you're focusing on every single day. And what we've done within our team is that we've created a list of a brief list for every person that they know, like there's a priority of one, two, three, four, five that says, Hey, these are the things that I need to make sure that I'm focusing my attention on. And at any point or another that, Hey, I get a little distracted. I get a little off course. It gives me a chance to then refocus and you know, something that I thought was really interesting, again, CJ, you brought up earlier within that article, there was something about in like planning out your day. And it was something that seems so tedious and so painful at times, but it's like you take 15 minute blocks and you literally just block what you're going to do for, it doesn't mean you have to do it for 15 minutes for that specific thing, but you're literally just saying, this is how I'm going to be working my day. So then that way you're incredibly like organized, you're very productive and, and you're making sure you're refocused. And maybe you don't want to go to the extreme <laughs> of 15 minutes. Maybe you're not a, a CEO or executive type person, but you just want to be more productive. And taking a time to like plan out your day a little bit more can help too. And that includes probably family time mm-hmm. and boundaries, creating boundaries with work. At some point, you got to go home. At some point, your employer has to figure out how to, how to make <laughs> sure that you're able to do that. There's 1,440 minutes in the day. Yeah. How, how are you, how are you delegating that? I know that for me, Tom, early on in the business, I, someone told me to, to always schedule uh, family time first. Mm-hmm. And I would always do that first before I, before I booked client meetings, before I did anything that was going to be in the business, it was like, all right, wh- which nights am I going to be home? Which nights am I going to mm-hmm. work late? Right. And then creating my calendar around that. And that, that's always been very helpful. So if you're currently using techniques, affirmations, systems, boundaries, et cetera, we would love to hear from you and how those actions are helping you keep focused. There's social media. You can contact us on our, on our webpage. You can email us, just do a review on this podcast and put it in the comments for the review, like help, help spread the word about the podcast by liking the smarter vet financial uh, page, Facebook page, and, uh, and leave us like, start, uh, leaving us some idea as far as what are you using day to day, week to week, month to month, whatever it is that helps you stay focused on what's, what's really important in your life. This is CJ Burnett. And I'm Tom Seiko. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.
CJ Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purpose only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Submission number 2022-143-418 expires September of 2024.